Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that movie? Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy, <laughs> White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're yeah. to the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right. The path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Hey gang, the WHM Summer Tour is rolling on. We were in Brooklyn talking Jupiter Ascending. And next stop, Rochester, New York, talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, colon, Turtles in Time, if you ask Netflix about it. I almost said Secret of the Ooze. That was the last one. Yeah, no, we already did Secret of the Ooze. See our back catalog. This is Days of Future Ooze. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Leonardo's voiced by Patrick Stewart in this one. (laughs) Uh, No, this is the movie where the the turtles uh, find some magic lanterns, or or one magic lantern, and go back to feudal Japan. Uh, Ninja Turtles 3, a strange turn for the turtles. (laughs) So we will be at the Little Theater in Rochester, New York, on Saturday, July 16th. That's a 9 p.m. show. Tickets still available. Visit thelittle.org is where you want to go to get them ticks. Ooh, good ticks. That's we'll, right. we'll have a brand new poster by uh, Chris Walton. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's doing a great job on these posters. Show-centric merch, everybody. And then after the show, hanging out at a yet-to-be-determined bar. Ooh, I like that little idea. little WHM fan meetup. We'll be there drinking some beers. Mm-hmm. We can uh, chat it up, hang out for a little bit. So this... July 16th. It's a Saturday night, you guys. Ooh, Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one to remember. And by the way, this is one of the best ways to support the show. You come on out and see us. You shake some hands. Yeah, you press the flesh. (laughs) 
That's what shaking hands means, right? Yeah. Sure, it does. Yeah. So you got to go to the little.org and click on July 16th. Find us there talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 colon Turtles in Time if you ask Netflix. We'll see you there. And on today's program, we're going back to the great decade that was the 1990s. We're talking Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siskel. And we hate movies. everyone, welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in as always. This week, the summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on. We're talking about Stephen Herrick's 1991 film, Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. I think I'm, this might be my favorite of all kid power movies. Well, because it's like kid power with just the right splash of raunch. Well, and also elbow grease. You get to work. <laughs> Yeah. You clean that house. <laughs> so I appreciate that message. Well, yeah, uh, you're right. There's work ethic in this film, for sure. We're getting jobs. We're cleaning houses. We're learning how to cook waffles. We're cutting our mullets at the end. Uh, getting we're the, getting that mullet right off, thank God. And, you know, right out in front, I, I dig this movie. I yeah. dig this movie, too. And, you know, I just want to say that up front. You know why? Those uh, the mobs. Oh, yeah, the those, pitchforks and the, pitch the, the torches and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the mafia. I thought that the mafia doesn't like when you talk about well, uh, them Don't talk about Christina Applegate that way. <laughs> oh, hey, I love the filmography of talented director Stephen Herrick. Well, while we're, while we're talking about the mob, you know, special shout out to, to friends of the show, the Costa Nostra. <laughs> Dude, we've said it before, and we will continue to say it. We hate movies. It's a mob-friendly show. <laughs> this is the safe space. For the secret underground crime units. Yeah, we are, we are firmly pro-mafia. This totally. episode is brought to you by the Mafia. Use promo code WHM. <laughs> get $5 of your first hit. Or like protection money. Get protection money back, <laughs> I guess. The if the Mafia was really involved, we'd be doing better, better than some other podcasts. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Dude, so I got to tell you, I know that this is like a a very uh, special movie for a lot of people. My wife goes, um, hey, what movie are you guys doing uh, next week? I go, don't tell mom the babysitters. Dude, divorce papers almost right, written right. up. A almost a written up. breaks. Before the title was even out my mouth. She couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe it either. But this is, it's going to be a little bit of a we love movie situation I this week. I think so. Because I've seen this movie... I don't know about you guys. 8,000 times. At least. It's a basketball short. It's a, you want to talk about summer? You know this, what is I mean? this is a fat kid summer classic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's everything you want. And to that end about, like, raunchier kid power, here's why. I mean, we're smoking cigarettes. We're smoking a ton of weed in this movie. Yep. Drinking we're beer. Drinking beer left and right. Making, we're getting felt up by 40-year-old men at our office. Making chili dogs. Oh, <laughs> making tons of chili dogs. Uh, so for those of you unfamiliar, I guess, because I feel like... Oh, there's tons. Because this is a generational thing. If you yeah. weren't around when people gave a shit about this movie, yeah, yeah. you probably don't give a shit about this movie And now. if you were probably a little older than us, you probably don't give a shit about this movie. Also that, it's a real like window in time picture 
Yeah, I mean, so this the movie is about uh, Christina Applegate's mother is a monster. Yeah, this woman sucks and the decides worst. to leave like her four kids. Just like is it at- four? It's a five. Is it five? Hold on. Know, let's probably let's see. Christina Applegate, the metalhead, the pretty boy, the girl from the You're latter right. Halloween sequels, and then the little turd kid who Walter. I thought was a Culkin for 45 minutes. Yeah. Right, so it's five? That's five, five right. kids. And they, they all live in a shoe. <laughs> Is that right? They live in a pretty sweet, like... Uh, country farmhouse. Where's this What's, taking place, by the way? It's, it's got to be California. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. I think it's like the outer rim of Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> so she decides to leave for uh, two months to go to Australia. And Down under, she says. Her boyfriend's paying for the trip, okay? Yeah, who you never see. Uh-huh. Yeah, why can't we cast this cool guy? I mean, you'd have to cast Jim Belushi, right? You'd have oh, to just... Man. That's, oh, man. That's totally. a separate movie that I want. Like, I'm taking you away from your rotten kids. Honk, honk, get in the convertible, babe. We're going down <laughs> under. Oh, man. Good day, mate. <laughs> oh, gee, I'm going to throw up. Dude, oh, I'm sure. Yo, we got a lot of listeners in Australia. Mm. I'll yeah. tell you what. Australians listening, you see Jim Belushi hit your shores, you got to let us know ASAP. Yeah, let us know how many kangaroos he eats. <laughs> Gee, you put these things on a big old potato roll and put some <laughs> spicy mustard on them. It's great. Oh, it would be great because it would be, uh, it would be like the inverse of Crocodile Dundee. Oh, I <laughs> love you it. Know, you, Dude, you I like that's it. how you remake that movie. Fat American Pig Ruins Australia. <laughs> and instead of Also being... called Johnny Depp's Vacation. <laughs> so how would he thwart the villains instead of being outdoorsy and manly like, uh, like Crocodile Dundee? Right. Sure. What would he do to thwart the villains? Um, uh, he would just throw money at the problem. Right. <laughs> that, that's kind of how, how we roll. Maybe some physical comedy, a, yep. uh, a well-timed fall. Oh, yeah, a classic American pratfall. That would do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think he'd get arrested for, like, urinating on a Yahoo Serious memorial? <laughs> I don't... I think maybe. I mean, he's a great filmmaker. Jim Belushi or Yahoo, Yahoo Serious? <laughs> Young Einstein, right? Right, Aussie listeners? It's classic. It's classic. classic film. I will say, man, those those first two Crocodile Dundee movies, special place in my heart. Oh, wait, and how many are there? Three. Okay. I saw that third one in theaters. I, I, I boycotted it. He uh, He's like an animal wrangler or like a stuntman in Hollywood or some such horseshit. in that movie? Or like, no. I'm thinking of the Crocodile Hunter film that he had. Well, there was, of course, Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. Uh-huh, which is what you want. Wait, yeah. what? There was a Crocodile Hunter movie. And was that with... Jay Leno and Pat Morita. <laughs> no, that's just a movie called Collision Course. Oh, no, it's Crocodile. Uh, the, the cro- Steve Irwin watches Collision Course. It's kind of like a mystery science theater. <laughs> it's him and, and a crocodile, <laughs> a puppet crocodile. Yeah, I love it, dude. Steve Irwin was a fucking treasure, man. Sure. I loved that guy. I was heartbroken when he passed away. So Jim Belushi's still walking around. FYI, God, the, the, God and cardiologist, by the way, <laughs> scratching their whoa, heads whoa, at that what, one. We're, what we're saying is God and. Cor- cardiologist thank you for keeping him alive and, yes. and keep it up keep it up <laughs> so uh she goes to australia yeah they get a babysitter and then we're going to talk about the rest of the movie right well and, 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 <laughs> like that's i will i realized this the other last night watching this and again you know i've seen this a thousand times but i never really thought about it it's really great that this babysitter dies Almost immediately. Yes. Right, right. Yes. But quickly, there's a cartoon intro. Oh, right. Which is a classic of, you know, your 1987 to 1991 comedy. It's like, you're right. 
to say like ninety one being the back end of this because yeah. this is like well this whole movie it's almost unacceptable. <laughs> it's totally unacceptable in right. Weekend at Bernie's too because that's like ninety three, ninety four, whatever. D- definitely, but like this whole movie feels like it's nineteen eighty nine. Yes. What was City yeah. Slickers? Because that's got a big fucking Ooh. stupid cartoon opening. So you're right. City Slickers is like ninety three. Is it really? I think so, something like so that. So then. What is Curly's Gold? I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> I think Curly's Gold might be in 93, 94. Does it have like a fun, like, oh, uh, here, you're right. City Slickers 1, 91. Mm-hmm. City Slickers Dose, The Legend of Curly's Gold, oh, so, 94. So the uh, cartoon intro Fever was still alive. And <laughs> Fever. <laughs> the babysitter that will eventually be dead. In the cartoon intro, I don't know if you guys caught this or not. I stuck around for the credits waiting for Thanos. <laughs> you, dude, and you know what? You were right to do so, Eric, because you yeah. never know when in cinema history... Thanos is going to rear his burnt hot know. dog face. You never know. And <laughs> turns out Dan Castanella, TV's Homer Simpson, plays the babysitter in the cartoon intro. I prefer to think of him as TV's the genie from Aladdin. Oh, fuck. I was yeah. just going to say TV's uh, Grandpa Simpson. That's how I always think of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fighting hellfish. What? What? But what? the fuck like the as far as i could tell there was money to throw at these there, there were little cartoon but, studios that all went under but like dan dan castellaneta is not like saying things in this mm. intro it's kind of like <laughs> he's kind of just doing crazy cat lady from the simpsons he's right. kind of on frank welker's corner here he a little is. bit you yep, know what i, I mean like, professional noisemaker frank <laughs> welker <laughs> we love frank welker we'd love to have him on the show <laughs> just it's well, like the thing the, is, like, he might have, like, <laughs> bumped Dan from his turf or something. Or or maybe it was just the one time Dan beat him out. Like, he made the right noise at the right oh, time. Uh, yeah. And, like, you know, you oh, see... Well, you know what? The, the, uh, uh, a squeak in the right place could change history. And it, at the Castaneda household, it turns into, like, the insider for a little while. They're getting all these phone calls. It's <laughs> really threats. dark and scary. It's just like, all right, we're never doing that again. I'm talking in everything I'm ever doing. Didn't he also... I was trying to think of something uh, recently that we did where Dan Castellaneta like, kind of had a role, and it was like, you have no business being in this. Oh, it wasn't something we did on the show, but we've kind of talked about it. He's in that Fantastic Four reboot for half a second. Oh, right. Oh, He's wow. like the science fair grader, teacher, yeah, teacher or whatever. whatever. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's stupid. Uh, so, yeah. So, cartoon opening. Cut to, I'm going to Australia. Cut to, here's this babysitter. Well, cut to, it's, we've got, it's a really nice house, but it's, it's a fucking shithole. Oh, this moment. is, at the this moment, is, it's a shithole. This, it's a pigsty. This is hoarders. Yeah. This Big is, time. there's dead cats in this house. We're talking stacks of newspapers on this staircase, and this woman's cool with it. And I mean, like, look, it, being a single mother is tough. You got five kids. That's a rough road. I know. I'd be tempted to kill at least half of them. <laughs> you, sell, you sell a couple, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Get a pretty penny for that. Hire a fucking housekeeper. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Solved your problem. Don't go to Australia with your house in shambles, lady. Like, you got to... Cl- you, you want to come home to a clean house, so you leave with a clean house. She's praying well, that she know, comes back and this house is in ashes. Or did she need... <laughs> yes, no. yes. Wait, is it an insurance scam? Totally, dude. This is like the plot of a fucking 1940s film noir right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she you, paid this babysitter to light this house up and kill those kids. Oh, wow. But the woman died before she could get the job done. You know, if, if, this, if you hire the right babysitter, five deaths, five dead children equals five life insurance policies. <laughs> 
all cashing out at the same time. Could go to Australia for a long time. Kind of <laughs> no law in Australia. <laughs> it's down come under. with me, Johnny. You gotta come with me. We'll make a new life down under. <laughs> sure, but we'll only have to kill 15 aboriginals. <laughs> I'm not saying we have to. It's just part of the deal to get me down there. It's the 1940s, and that's what we do. <laughs> it's the sport. <laughs> but, yeah, right? I mean, like, this interesting note about murder, the, in what, the early drafts of this film, which I didn't know until today, uh-huh. had the kid, one of the kids oh, wait. kill the babysitter, and it was a whodunit. What? Oh, what? Wait, one of them definitely did well, it? I, I, or maybe that's a, it was implied for a, a while. Or is this like, an internet legend? It might be an internet legend. Wait, I, now, now, now on We Hate Movies, we like to cite sources. 250 plus episodes. Tell me, Steve, did you get this on the IMDb Tribune? I am not sure. I don't remember. <laughs> they kind of bl- this I, is ain't it cool news. <laughs> is it Wikipedia? An older boy in school told me. <laughs> He then told you he was going to bring the code in tomorrow. Yes, exactly. That fucking liar. <laughs> no, I don't remember. It was either Wikipedia or Julian Assange, one of those guys. <laughs> well, that's why he was locked in that embassy for a while. <laughs> oh, no. The babysitter news is happening. <laughs> it's breaking. I mean, he's, he would have to be. Christopher Lambert, Julian Assange movie? Come on. He'd be that better than be uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. That movie's rotten. Just just make a movie where it's like the future, like the the future of of Assange. That could be the title too. Oh and, sure, and it's why just not? Christopher Lambert playing him in the future of how they think it might go. Yeah, yeah sure. they don't know. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> dying in prison. Who knows? <laughs> uh, that's weird. That yeah. she was possibly murdered. Yeah, the idea was like it was basically like oh, and that that's why. In the beginning, that's why the, the babysitter has a moment with each of the kids fucking them over. Oh, to so give a like, motive? Yeah. All right. Oh, what the fuck? And in this sequence, there's also that scene where she goes into Kenny's room. Oh. And it's just, do extreme. Dude, that's, I love that. <laughs> I love that part because it's after she's like, she makes, um, Danielle, whatever her name is, the girl from a couple of those later Halloween sequels, and she's also then in the Halloween remakes. Um, she is like, you know, kind of like the tomboy who plays baseball. Danielle Harris. Uh, she's like, oh, you're going to dress like a girl. And all of a sudden she's in this like ridiculous Easter dress. <laughs> Uh, the, what's the little, the little turd kid has to stop watching TV. Yeah, he has to go do a book report. Little turd kid in future episode, Mr. Nanny, by the way. Oh, he's one of the kids in Mr. Nanny? I believe so. Nice. I didn't recognize him. I seriously thought this was a Culkin for 45 minutes. He looks like a Culkin and he also looks like a gremlin a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'll buy it. Uh, and then you got like this this other boy who's kind of like the handsome suave kid. He's like got forced a girlfriend. To... Yeah, he's like making out in this car, which is weird. He's getting to fifteenth base in this car, and this lady <laughs> breaks it up. Listen, the, the one time this kid's making a mistake, though, he's listening to fucking Frank Sinatra. Come on, what thirteen to fourteen year old girl cares about Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Yeah, and he's calling this girl a moon goddess. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, knock the pedestal over. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, he's forced to like break up with her, or at least like send her home or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Kenny, uh, who's played by somebody, it's the dude. Uh, hilariously, <laughs> you are correct. He's the dude from Adventures in Babysitting, Keith okay. Coogan. Oh yes, definitely. He's also in uh, one of my favorite movies, Toy Soldiers. What's that movie? Is that's, that Phil Hartman? No, this is... Oh, I'm thinking of Small Soldiers. Dude, that's exactly what I was thinking of, but I knew I was wrong, so I kept my mouth shut. Wow, to- good, to- good your, job. Your th- came out the same year as this, so we're in the early 90s. It's a prep school uh, with Sean Astin and uh, Lou Gossett Jr. as a hard-nosed whatever dean. Oh, I, I, I vaguely remember. It's it invaded bu- by, like, Latin militants for it, some right. reason. And it's got that banging soundtrack. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Nice. Uh, yeah, that, so that it's might him. Be, that might be a state too. It might be a state too. He uh, he's not home, but yeah, it's hilarious. Like Eric mentioned, she opens the door to like yell at him, and like she just gets hit in the face with weed smoke and like heavy metal that's been left on. Mm-hmm. And here's and, the thing: and, it's a very pornography on the walls. Oh, there's, right. There's pornography. There's a bunch of like Slayer posters and whatever else. And a Confederate flag. Is it really? Dude, yeah. he is flying Whoa. the fucking stars and bars <laughs> in this Whoa, bedroom. Rebel dude. yell. I don't understand. Dude, it's just right there for all to see. Because well, he's like a, a lovable pothead whatever, and then there's that I flag. I think it's, it's the anti-establishment thing, you know? It's yeah. Sort of, it's sort of like why you wear the swastika to symbolize <laughs> losers, uh-huh. right? I read that about, what, the Sex Pistols? That's sure. the reason yeah, why Johnny, they... Johnny Rotten did that. Yeah. Or no, uh, Sid Vicious, Sid I believe. Sid Vicious, right. Yeah. R.I.P.D. Um, American hero, Sid Vicious. <laughs> well, <laughs> a British hero, I think. So, and Christina Applegate's deal is all of her, like, friends... She just graduated high school, and all of her friends are uh, uh, um, uh, going to Europe because they're all rich kids. Yeah, which I was trying to figure out, like... She's hanging with all these rich kids, but they themselves are not rich. Correct. Yes. But this house is, like, banging, man. This is, I mean, if it wasn't such a pigsty, it's a pretty cool house. Yeah, but they do mention how they're, they're out in the boonies, so maybe they're far away from their friends. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. The- it's just amazing that these, like, nice rich girls would befriend such a peasant <laughs> as Christina Applegate. Well, I guess she was cool enough, you know? You work hard enough in this country, you can get somewhere. Because remember, kids, <laughs> poor is cool. <laughs> Well, the, the, so the mother also, on her way out, she's like, yeah, bye, kids. Clean, like, do the dishes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The little boy is like eight years old. Not even like six. He's like, are you going to call me every week, mom? And she's like, mom's on vacation. I'll see you when, I'll see you when I see you. This is yeah. like, I'm leaving forever, right? Yeah, I, it's, I, it's I, kind I, of I'm that. I'm shocked she comes back. I mean, <laughs> I think me it's too. only because of like a weird turn of heart. I think she was going to leave these kids. Oh, you think so? She was going to go like so. live in the bush? Yeah. No, I think that the, the, the coke money ran out and like oh. instead of, and like basically her boyfriend, Jim Belushi, got like uh, Australian easy ridered essentially. Like they would sleep on the, on the street and somebody bashed his head in. Sorry, babe. I'm getting my brains bashed in with an Australian rock. <laughs> All I did was walk around playing this didgeridoo <laughs> everywhere I went. Yep. Oh, yeah. I got all this coke money. Oh, no. Come on, Australians. Meet America's most successful drug dealer. Do, 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 do. I'll buy you two Fosters, slit his throat. <laughs> Fosters, it's Australian for... <laughs> Well, I guess I guess wow, I'll go well, home. Guess I gotta go back to my Northern California farmhouse. Jim Belushi finally got that Colombian necktie you mentioned in Canine. 
totally. So um, the babysitter dies in her sleep. Like all the kids are like, "Hey, let's confront her." Blah blah blah. Right, we're gonna tell this old broad off, and she's just dead. Now right? here's a problem I have with this. Uh huh. One of my most cherished video store memories is the box cover for this movie where these kids yeah, are out on the front porch. They're looking down, and this lady's little old lady legs are just up in the air. Mm-hmm. This movie needs to have them, like, yelling at her, and then she's like, Elmo, and another thing, you little monster cat. And then she just falls backwards like a cartoon oh. character, legs up in the air, dude. This is a disappointing death for the titular dead babysitter. But the thing is, I think they're trying to limit the amount of class one felonies that happen in this film. <laughs> there are plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. Like, you know, inciting a death versus what they actually do to the corpse, which isn't a real fucking crime. Oh, you could be doing some sweet time for this. <laughs> so, yeah, Christina Applegate walks in like... Hey, uh, you know, Mrs. Whoever, Mrs. Sturak. Sturak, which also, by the way, the babysitter in the movie should not have a name. They just should keep calling her the babysitter. Yes. So anyway, she's like, oh, Mrs. Sturak, we got to talk to you. And this lady's like dead knitting. She falls on the floor, which is like kind of funny, but like not that funny. And it's like, oh, so what do we do? And of course, the whole conundrum is like, well... We can't call the police. Mom's going to come back. Blah, blah, blah. So what do they do? They do the, the, the one of the biggest laughs of the movie for me. Speaking okay. of the mafia. They give her a California Raisins funeral. <laughs> if you don't know what this is, this is when you pull up a dirty old California Raisins twin bed sheet <laughs> over an old lady's corpse to cover her face. Well, I mean, you know what? If things don't go well for me in a little bit, that, that might be where I'm headed. Should I be looking up California Raisins bed sheets on eBay? I think we you should, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even notice it was California Raisins. I think we should all get California Raisins funerals. Sure, why the hell not? It's cheap as hell. And you just, you're in like a shallow grave like two and a half feet down. Oh, of course, yeah, because we're going to stuff you in a suitcase after that. Because that's what they do to her, right? It's like they, a trunk. They put her in this trunk, which also, I'm thinking, why do you have this trunk in the first place? It's probably Kenny's, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's or, a serial killer it, or trunk, Or maybe it was man. hers. She brought her stuff over. And, you know, I'm trying to Oh, yeah. I always it. travel with a wooden box big enough to fit me if I'm folded accordingly. <laughs> they sent my husband Johnny home in it. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> They could have. They could. So they like they stuff her in this thing, and I could. We have don't used... see this scene. We don't yep. see this. Scene. I could have used some weekend at Bernie's esque <laughs> corpse cramming. Well, I we... love corpse cramming. <laughs> it's a favorite part about committing murder. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, the little girl, uh, uh, the, the 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 baseball player girl, Halloween's like, let's hack her head off, and I'm like, wait, where are you? coming from lady <laughs> she made too many horror movies dude that was a fucking improv line that was pretty creepy she man. just shouted just, it out because like, i'm like, sorry that's just natural it's like me. oh should we call the cops should we do let's cut her fucking head off and i'm like oh, okay christina applegate's like one step at a time <laughs> let's make her our zombie quiet jeffrey dahmer <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's eat her. Oh, that's one of the kids in this house, right? There's so many kids, you never know. Yeah, there's a little Jeffy Dahmer there. I think there might be people under the stairs. <laughs> oh, that's possible. You get Man, listen, these like little kid critters you got running around the inside of your walls. Mm-hmm. Yikes, that's a real problem. Well, you could like see a dark power coming over these kids and then like start eating people and stuff oh, like that. Easily. If this movie was directed by an Italian in the mid-70s, <laughs> that's how this movie would go. Guaranteed that's how this movie would go. They try to bury her, and then like they awaken some demon, and yes. then they're all possessed. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they all fucking butcher and eat Josh Charles <laughs> later in the movie. Because, yeah, Applegate doesn't get it. She's older. It's got something to do with the menstrual cycle, maybe. No, it's, dude, here it is. Mm, it only affects you if you haven't lost your virginity. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what all them kid zombie movies do. That's how you justify a kid zombie. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every night of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. 
they just take this crate, they drive it up to like the morgue and ring the doorbell and kind of just drive away and these two dudes just find it and they write like old nice old lady died of natural causes or whatever the it's kind of a, 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 a national lampoon's vacation a little bit yeah yes oh that's right oh i forgot it. where do they leave that i think they deliver either in a morgue or something like i can't remember but that rings true to me but here's the thing like the rest of the movie should be them being worried about the the fuzz coming down because two things one obviously you can't do that to a dead body two they are stealing this car like it's all right. Like that's, they killed this woman for that car. I think is what you're saying. Yes. yes. Well, that, that's the story that I would. If I'm a prosecutor, that's what I'm going down. <laughs> oh, I throw the book at him. Christina Applegate does have a line like, "I loved that car." Meanwhile, it's like that weird 1940s serial Batman shit car that he drives <laughs> around in because they couldn't license the Batmobile for whatever strange reason. So Batman just drives around in a fucking town car. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Or something like maybe a monster would drive, like sure. a member of a monster family. Or maybe a guy in a film noir trying to pull off an insurance scam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's her mom's boyfriend's car. Yeah, her, her mom's boyfriend, Walter Neff. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love that we posit that she's got a 1940s noir boyfriend and Jim <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. You got to keep all your options open. Hey, are you two timing me or what <laughs> two time traveling we've been two timed she's trying to work us against each other <laughs> let's kill her yeah. okay <laughs> hey you talk funny <laughs> pot calling the kettle black jack uh yeah so she's dead and then it's they the, so the whole thing is they realize that this woman has been dropped off at the morgue with the money the mother gave to the woman you know to the babysitter for you know, to sustain this family for two months. But here's and they're like, oh man, all this money. I imagine with this fucking shit heel mother's like forty bucks. You know what I mean? Oh, you like, think so? Yeah. Just enough for approximately four to five nineteen ninety one large pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Make it last, shitheads. Or just like three things of Skippy peanut butter and a whole lot of <laughs> Wonder Bread. Hey, a lot of cheap sandwiches. See, these koalas don't come cheap. <laughs> Bye. So. Christina Applegate right. has to get a job. Well, they, well, first they flip a pizza box for the Mama responsibility. I, dude, Ooh. yeah, I got a mad craving for some Mama Celeste sweet, thin crust pepperoni. Yeah. By the way, I saw this movie 8,000 times, and I ate uh, 16,000 Mama Celeste's <laughs> while watching it. I'll tell you this. If it's one thing I've been impressed about over the decades, uh, how, how good Mama this, Celeste looks no, these no, <laughs> The staying power, right? That's what you're saying. I was going to say the evolution of the quality of what? frozen pizza. Really? It's just getting better, dude. Have you been having Mama Celeste's? I've had Mama Celeste. I've had Paul Newman. I, I've had Amy. Just, I've had them all. Are, are you getting visited by the Red Baron or what, man? <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't do Red Baron in this Are you house. serious? No. That was the only guy that visited my house besides <laughs> besides the Mama. I think they were married <laughs> Paul Newman was their farmhand assistant. <laughs> yeah, Mama Celeste was married to the Red Baron. And they lived in Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. We actually, we did a few visits to Tombstone in my I, day. I've never had a Tombstone. It's kind of the worst of the bunch. <laughs> is it really? It is, yeah. I, honestly, I'd let Red Baron in this house before I, I let a fucking Tombstone okay, so frozen what, pie what, what is the best one? And a side question. How is Mama <laughs> Celeste today? 
Mama Celeste today, I think, is still totally fine. It's been a few years. I'll tell you one of my personal faves, man. It's it's a tie. Amy's and Paul Newman. Like really? Newman's own frozen mm-hmm. pizzas. Not bad. All right. But All Mama right. Celeste is in this movie. She makes a cameo. So they flip her. Cause, and this is, you can tell this family's on hard times, man. There's not a fucking coin between them. <laughs> I mean, Mama Celeste is kind of currency at that point. <laughs> hey, you got any coin, kid? Hey, yeah, you got five Mama Celeste. <laughs> All right, I'll call your babysitter for 35 large pizzas from Mama Celeste. Cheese or higher. <laughs> I'm not going to have one of those sauce-only pizzas. Oh, man. Sauce-only pizza. Uh, which I imagine existed during wartime. Yeah, oh, yeah you had to. <laughs> well, all the cows were out fighting. Before the victory gardens grew in. <laughs> oh, the cows we said to WW2? Yeah, dude. Those were the greatest bovine generation. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Battle of Dunkirk. So what? I rode a cow into battle. <laughs> I gave that a cow in early retirement and had a hamburger. <laughs> Dude, you want to confuse the enemy? Ride up to the battlefield on a bunch of cows. He won't know what's coming. So they flip the pizza <laughs> box, uh-huh. and it lands that Christina Applegate has to get a job in order to support the whole family. And right. it reminded me of um, <clears throat> a little bit of hippie lore from the Catskills. Now, I don't know if this is true or if I was messed with okay uh-huh because i tried to find evidence of this on the internet today and i couldn't find it but could this have something to do with the pipe no but i'm intrigued <laughs> yikes well i'm just saying you know you get your stories crossed oh, oh. oh yeah well the, the pipe's always ever present <laughs> all right so tell this story i'm sorry well no no um the idea uh you know like a house of hippies, right? Yeah, like a commune, and, maybe. It, sort of, yeah, but like a, the, like a micro-commune, right? Yeah, you got bad one smell. Ha- one house of hippies, <laughs> and one of them would work for one year to sustain everyone. Uh-huh. They would be the mule of oh. the year, and then the next year someone else had to get a job. And mule then, then, of the year! <laughs> the theory is then you'd only have to work one year out of five or so. Interesting. And yeah. If, so we can maybe start that up here. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, right? We'll be living up each other's ass, though. That's the problem. And you'll be in slime and grime and, you know. If that story ended with uh, people getting their face bashed in with pipes, then that would have been the Wonderland killings, which is actually a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's not what's going on here. I do think that that might have <laughs> but, happened. But, but what's going on here is you got one woman working for everyone where Kenny could obviously get a job. This kid. One of these other kids, <sighs> this fucking little uh, Zach, the moon goddess kid, he could get a work paper. Well, how, yeah, or a, a paper work, route? I think that's what Eric meant by work paper. No, no, no work, I meant papers. like um, when you get like a permit to work when you're 16 oh, or yeah, under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, you literally, those are called working papers. Right. <laughs> you can mow lawns, man. You can Listen, the you littler can. kids can build a lemonade stand. That's oh, yeah. adorable $5 a glass. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, then that's <laughs> all you need is fucking water and a pitcher. Hey, kid, this ain't lemonade. This is, is that, is this, is this Mama Celeste juice? <laughs> yeah, now all of a sudden we're in Child's Play too. Or uh, Problem Child, too. <laughs> Wrong movie. It's all the same. Um, no, but that's it, it's the part of the movie that always kills me. Because, like, Christina Applegate is like, all right, I'll get a job because I lost the Mama Celeste pizza toss of 1991. Uh, but, so, Sam, you stay home and watch these fucking mongrels. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, by the way. Kenny, it? yes. And But then they're, they're all, like, 
taking advantage of her and like treating her like shit because yeah. they're all shit heel little fucking monsters. They're all little evil, evil dead, not evil dead, uh, dead, dead alive kids. <laughs> Diagnosis: bad parenting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because even in the beginning, they're stealing from the mom. Zach is like, "Oh, I gotta buy Melissa a new chain," and, mo- and the mom's like, "Are you stealing from me, you little piece of shit? See you in Australia." <laughs> Oh, no, I won't, because I'm leaving you all behind. <laughs> Me and Jim are going down under. Yeah, you better believe I'm going down under. <laughs> I heard about it in a song. <laughs> you know Men at Work? I thought you meant Jimmy Buffett, and he was just stupid. <laughs> oh, that Australian guy, Jimmy Buffett. Which way to Margaritaville in Australia? I sure hope when we get to Perth, Australia, there's a cheeseburger in paradise. I'm going to be starving. Dude, I I, I did some boardwalk mini golf. You need some more songs. They had like the... They had like the, the Jimmy Buffett XM station on or oh, whatever the fuck. Put a golf ball through my fucking head. I heard Cheeseburger in Paradise like six times and it's what? like an hour long game. The fuckers got like nine songs. But like, what about songs inspired by Jimmy Buffett, motherfucker? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Who else? Inspired by? Yeah. Music Wait. by and inspired by Jimmy he Buffett. inspired someone? It's I'm a sh- compilation record called Songs to Kill Yourself to. Or just be lazy in a pool or something oh yeah the lazy in a pool playlist <laughs> dude we ate at a cheeseburger in paradise at the cancun international airport uh-huh oh i got drunk i think you had diarrhea no i got i got something no i did not get diarrhea thank god you sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure now you got me doubting myself think back I ordered something that they called, like, something to the effect of, like, a premium margarita or uh-huh. something like that. And it's, like, this frozen thing. And they're like, oh, yeah. It comes with, like, three different <laughs> kinds of tequila in it. It was just a brown slush puppy. A huge brown slush Did puppy. Did it come with dipping sauce? <laughs> Dude, we had guacamole made tableside. What are you kidding oh, me? Oh, At wow. the airport? Yeah, dude, I ate airport tableside <laughs> guacamole and somehow wasn't dead when we landed at JFK. <laughs> But yeah, I got so drunk at this cheeseburger in paradise. It was awesome. I, I love getting the buzz on before a flight. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If you're going to go down, that's the way to go down, man. <laughs> it's true. So Christina Applegate's first job that she gets to continue talking about don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Gotcha. Is, uh, she's um, she's making like chili dogs at this like terrifying clown hot dog palace. Oh, disgusting! I mean, it's just your <laughs> classic like '90s riff on McDonald's or whatever, and everyone's got to act like an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and we can't the, just have a fucking right. fast food restaurant that's a fast food restaurant and everybody hates their life like a Wendy's or a McDonald's or a Burger King. Well, and that's the thing, right? Let's just. Use the example of McDowell's yeah. from coming to America. Or, That's or, how you do it. Or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's just a burger shack, whatever. Totally. But, and, but no, the guy's got to be like, you got to do it with a smile. And he's, I, I'm surprised no one was wearing like a clown-sized hat or anything right, stupid to that ilk. It's, a, it's Clown Dog is the name of the – and their mascot is John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Who was a dude who, uh, you know, did was a child's clown for birthday parties, mm-hmm. killed people, and also, I'm taking a guess, loved hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could tell. 
Isn't there Ma- a photo of him like shaking hands with Nancy Reagan or something? I believe it is Nancy Reagan, and it's him as a clown, I think, isn't it? Oh, I don't know about that. There was a uh, that might be a Secret Service issue. <laughs> <laughs> but he did have hot dog grease all over his hands. There is a picture of him and uh, Sean Connery, and he said, "You're the clown now, dog." <laughs> clown Mommy, that dog. Cl- <laughs> That's how they got it. That's Mommy. That clown smelled like hot dogs. <laughs> I'm hungry now, Mommy. <laughs> Feed me, mommy. He's really chatting up Ron Jr. <laughs> you notice that? Uh, but this is... its You're right. Here's the other thing that annoys me about it. I think you didn't just mention it, but it's like the boss who loves that he operates a fucking yeah. hot dog restaurant. Yeah. This dude's name is Mr. Egg, first of all. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what it used to be two towns over. <laughs> I'm not that much. Gee, Mr. Egg, you should look like a guy whose picture I saw in the newspaper last year. Gee, Mr. Egg, your name sure sounds fake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want the Mr. Egg movie, dude, because that is... You can't handle it. You you think you could watch that movie? You can't handle it. That's him, like, applying for, like, a food service industry job and then looking around the kitchen. Yeah, Egg. (laughs) Mr. Egg. He fucking Kaiser Soze the yes. hot dog palace? Yes. Dude, I think Mr. Egg, you can also see the Mr. Egg prequel as the protagonist in the German film Necromantic. <laughs> that was Mr. Egg's previous employment was fucking dead bodies. It's so, a living? <laughs> it's an Unliving. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no zombies in that movie. Uh, so, yeah, she hates this job. It's like day one. She's working with clickety clack, talkity talk, Josh Charles. Oh, who's whatever. Like, he is like a, a baby tr- in this movie. A dreamboat. Is he? <laughs> no, no, no. But he's, you know, he's presented as the inoffensive young gentleman, a proper suitor for one Christina Apple. Well, it's his post Dead Poets Society. Uh, was he even in that movie, or was he just? <laughs> there's just so many white guys in that movie that I just assume he's in. It. Well, that's a white guy movie, <laughs> it Steve. Is a, it's a white guy classic. <laughs> uh, coming up on T- T- TCM. <laughs> Another white guy classic. Well, I was thinking of a ESPN, uh, ESPN classic, uh, the white guy classic, the 1941 <laughs> ba- basketball finals. Uh, he was in Dead Poet Society, All which right. was 89. By the way, this is about as white as it gets. Playing a character named Knox Overstreet. <laughs> Jesus what? Christ. Knox Overstreet? Knox Overstreet. That's, probably that's... probably pronounced, actually, I'm sorry. Apologies to the Overstreet family. <laughs> actually, probably pronounced Knox Overstreet. I, but how... that, that is a Kaiser Soze name. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh-huh. something you saw off the back of a yeah. porcelain plate. <laughs> he, <he> <laughs> Yeah, it was Knox on a plate, and he's in, and he saw like an overpass in the background. <laughs> Overstreet, yeah. Well, now I'm just thinking of like you get fucking Robert Sean Leonard and Josh Charles sharing a screen. How did that but not blow your TV out? Like, ah, oh, the fucking white balance is off. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined one of my tubes in my tube television. So she hates working at this hot dog palace. There's this obnoxious moment where she's like trying to clean this greasy pan and it's like it's being made to look like oh isn't this job horrible when the reality is 
This girl doesn't know how to clean a pan. It's the infomercial where it's like, isn't it so hard to clean a pan? It would make use a, water. It would make Start a really the- good um, thanks Obama gif yeah. of her just like dropping this greasy soap fluid everywhere. Exactly. But also, so he, they're kind of chatting it up. He's talking her up a little bit. He's playing hockey with garbage on the floor, which that's, is always cool. Well, he's want. having a fun time. He's yeah. a guy who he's a really fun guy. He because he does the whole like, oh yeah, you just. Got to make it fun. Like this dude kind of loves working in Hot Dog Land or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be careful, man. That's a slippery slope towards Hot Dog Palace lifer. <laughs> he might be Mr. Egg. You think, dude? Uh, uh, dude, Mr. Egg comes up to this dude one day and he's like, "You know, you keep this up, Josh Charles. I could see you becoming my new assistant manager. Then you're on your way to Hot Dog Hell." <laughs> And you know what, Josh Charles? I appreciate you haven't reported me to corporate for the phone sex, which I <laughs> really, really appreciate. That's assistant manager material right there. Yeah, I'm going to need you to do phone sex on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to need you to call in to do phone sex. Yeah, pick, pick up a phone sex shift. And then slowly he's turning them out, and now he's phone sexing other people. Oh, no. And it's like a whole racket, like 1-800-EGG or something. <laughs> or it's like that movie Compliance. <laughs> Did you see that movie? No, oh, yeah. Well, well, it's where that's not movie's not that movie's not about phone sex. No, it's not about phone sex, but it's about well, Is it's it? a fast food restaurant, uh-huh. and it's about a dude who calls in Pat Healy. It's yeah, the great Pat oh. Healy in voice only until the very end of the movie. But it's basically like Pat Healy calls in and starts like making these people do shit over the phone. He pretends to call in to be like. Oh, I'm this guy from the corporate office, and we got to check in with blah, blah, blah. And the movie basically turns into, like, we suspect this employee of shoplifting, and now you got to take her shirt off because we think she might have money in there. And it's corporate policy that you got to just frisk this little girl. Based on true events, also turned into an SVU starring Robin Williams. Oh, wow. Well, to tie it back to Dead Poets Society. (laughs) There you go. So whatever, she quit. First day quitting, by the way. So she quits in the middle of work. Like It also like kind of sticks Josh Charles with the rest of the cleanup. Like, bye, buddy. She you tells know? Mr. Egg to beat it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's an egg joke. I get it. Yep. So um, speaking of Mr. Egg and how no one checks backgrounds. <laughs> oh, man. It's just over easy for everyone. <laughs> She gets this job. She, we do some not good old-fashioned looking for a job in the newspaper. Oh, yeah. We're that, circling that all back. sorts of things. <laughs> but she finds one at a fashion company. When you're down there, can I borrow those Help Wanted pages? <laughs> it's I'm really from, hard working on these bread lines. I'm from the 40s. <laughs> not much has changed between now and then. <laughs> Sorry. Beats pavement. So she finds this listing for, like, uh, like secretary... At this, like, fashion... Something-ish business. It's, it's, it's kind of impossible. Like, the factory is there. Yeah, I don't know. The idea of this company is a little scrambled they, for my taste. <laughs> they do mention, like, there's, like, a, like the head office in New York kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is more maybe the production wing. Right. Uh, and this company, what it does is it's not, like, a traditional fashion whatever. It's, like, they make uniforms for jobs. So, like... 
I don't know, like janitor's outfits, waiter, chef uniform, right. school uniform, right. et cetera, et cetera. And that's the big account that they're working towards, by the way. Joanna Cassidy's working towards getting a, a school district on board for uniforms. So she, like, fakes this resume, wears this enormous outfit, all of the fucking clothes. You could put three David Burns in these fucking jackets, man. <laughs> oh, man, it, it takes you right back. This, designing women, <laughs> nine to five, it's all there. The shoulder pads, I mean, it's... Fabulous. They'll be back. <laughs> Someone's listening to this right now in the future, and shoulder pads are the rage. They're like, what are they talking about? They're already here. Oh, this show is so antiquated. God, President Trump's wearing one on TV right now. <laughs> no, that's just his fucking hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she does the old resume fake out, and um, it's so impressive. Jo- like, she's about to apply for this receptionist gig. Joanna Cassidy. You're supposed to go to personnel. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's on the first floor. There's a big sign, and it says personnel. Man, if this person, like, if someone is that condescending to me, they're getting a big, fat old go fuck yourself. This woman is so rude to Christina Applegate, I can't even take it. (laughs) I was getting so revved up, man. She's just so condescending for no fucking reason. And as she's about to say that, uh, Joanna Cassidy's like, oh, let me see your resume. Here's this great $37,000 a year in 1991, which I believe is $2.1 million. <laughs> I, think, I so. think that's how that works out. Yeah, I think you're about spot on with that, with that inflation. <laughs> say there, you got a good griff going. <laughs> 31000 large, my God. What are you, the president? <laughs> what if you kill my boss and I kill yours? Chris Koss. The old switcheroo. Strangers on a train. Uh, it's kind of unbelievable, though. And I'll tell you why. Oh, oh you, you think so? Well, I'll tell you why. Where I work, you know, we do a lot of, like, outreach to, like, high schools and stuff. So, like, class, like classes come to see movies and things like that during Uh-oh. the day. You know what a 17-year-old kid looks like? Yes. A fucking child. Yes. A little baby child person, okay? I apologize to our teen and tween listeners. No, it's okay, because you're supposed okay. to. Then let's, all right. Christina Applegate <laughs> is not 17 in this movie, okay? Yeah. This is this is like at the height of her awesome Kelly Bundy-ness. I fucking love Christina Applegate. Sure. Still do to this day. Sure. Although that vacation remake, fucking P.U. and a half. I did not see it. You're fine. You're, you know what? You're totally fine. You guys are fine. I'll probably live my whole life with that scene. Do not, do not see that movie. Okay. But she's great. She's totally awesome. I was actually a big fan of Up All Night with her and Will Arnett. Anyway, she's not 17 years old in this movie. 17-year-olds look like kids because they are kids. There's no way she could walk in and be like, oh, I've worked in this fashion office in Tokyo, this fashion office in Paris, this, that, and the other thing. And have this like grown woman be like, oh, you'd be fabulous for my executive assistant position. You know what? Uh, what's great about this is we have a little safety net. Maybe she gets past this one woman, right? But Joanna we also Cassidy. Have, yeah, we also have these things called social security cards and <laughs> identification. Like she doesn't. Well, they they do they do this. This company does have a big factory. I'm guessing a lot of people are getting. Under the table. Oh, you think so? May- she I'm- has health benefits, though. Later that's, in the oh, movie, she true. uses health benefits. Oh, is, right. Not only is she, like, grifting this company for money, she's grifting, the, you know, the, the health insurance company. Uncle Sam, he's getting grifted, that poor little old patriotic man. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll sell you some Social Security cards for some Mama Celestes. <laughs> 
All right, I'll give you two war bonds for 50 Mama Celeste pies. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw in my identity. I'm not using it. I'm trying to trying to shed it. The idea of throwing in your own identity to a deal is awesome. Just to sweeten that deal. You got to you got to go in there. Your name is your name is now Walter Neff. <laughs> Sure, you could dress it up a little. Say Walter's your middle name if all you care. <laughs> Got to go talk to your boss, your new boss, Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> so she takes this job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Before you take that job, you got to quit my job for me. <laughs> I want you to go to Edward G. Robinson's office. Tell, him, tell him what's what. <laughs> Pretend to be me. I'll Here, quit. take my hat. <laughs> I'll quit my job and you quit yours. No, wait, the other way around. <laughs> Crisscross, we're both unemployed, but there's no motive to connect us. Oh, no, I'm dead in a pool. Oh, mercy. Now I just want to watch, like, old Hollywood classics. Of course. Like, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Suburban my... Commando. Sure. Mr. Nanny, Mr. Mom. Why the hell not? Adventures of Babysitting. All the old classics. Uh, I'll tell you what, dude. Me and the missus rewatched Adventures of Babysitting not too long ago. Good movie. Never saw it. It's what? A, it's a fun movie, man. Didn't happen in my house. It's wow. another, like, kid power, but, like, with a little bit of raunch plus. Get on it. Get on it. Elizabeth Shue as the babysitter. And okay. a, a taste of urban terror. <laughs> But with with just a a healthy dash of casual racism, I was gonna say, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's plenty. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, there's plenty of racism to go around. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she takes this job, and you know, obviously, whatever. Of course, she becomes an ultra success. Well, because she's just like grifting this other lady. Like she, that's that's her skill is grifting, right? Yeah, yeah. This other like you really, learn like, from the best kid. <laughs> there's this like really uh, uh, studious and uh, expedient employee, and she's like. Oh, you get to do the big QED report? By the way, this, this uh, is a top-of-the-line office because it has Lotus and WordStar. Ooh, I remembered both of those. <laughs> and a fax machine, which is actually where she meets this, this lady, who is also in uh, Twin Peaks, I believe. It's Kimmy, Lucy. Kimmy Robertson, Lucy Moran from mm-hmm. Twin Peaks, and also last week's episode, Speed 2 colon Cruise Control. Oh, right. She's the cruise director. Right. Getting a lot of Kimmy Robertson. Was oh, she in movies. X-Men Last Stand? Because we, t- <laughs> we can maybe retrofit this to have her whole filmography. I don't think so. She may have played Cyclops' mother. <laughs> <laughs> scenes deleted. Yeah, all big time scenes deleted. But So Christ- Christina Applegate is in- in- introduced to her um, trying to work the fax machine. And yes. I just I just want to highlight this moment for a second because while she's like trying to figure out the fax machine, the dangers of yes, operating a fax machine exactly because now it's eating the paper oh, and yeah. she's like pulling it out. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I've noticed it ever since I first saw this movie. Uh-huh. Oh, really? The fax machine burps. Oh, yes, oh, right. it does. There's, there's totally a burp sound effect. Oh, oh, of course there's a burp sound because yeah. you know I'm laughing because it's got a belly like a little silac. <laughs> Little so, fax lack. So, Steven, it's almost like Boba Fett went into that little fax machine. <laughs> Man, just, that Sarlacc doesn't need a burp noise either. Now I'm just imagining like really annoying uh, office boss George Lucas who like puts a little label maker on the fax machine. <laughs> I call it Sarlacc because it ate my fax. <laughs> it's going to be digesting that for thousands of years. Hey, Peter. 
Look out for the Sarlacc in the fax machine. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it eats paper. Some, sometimes it eats paper. Now I'm thinking that this toilet in the men's room on the fourth floor is Sarlacc 2 because it <laughs> ate my wristwatch. Whoops, there it goes. Uh-oh. Burp. You know, uh, uh, Meredith over there is a regular job of the hut in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Oh, HR. <laughs> well, why would HR be calling me? Oh. Well, while I got you on the line, um, put facilities on. <laughs> There's an anti sarlacc toilet. <laughs> it's always overflowing. Hey, hey, Tom, uh, why don't you shut down all the, all the manuals in the garbage contractor? Tom! <laughs> you know what, Barry? I'm not even making a Star Wars reference here. Stop eating my fucking lunch! <laughs> you fucking asshole! I put George L. on it! On the Tupperware! <laughs> no, there's no Star Wars reference here. Just fucking stop it! Specialty recipe. <laughs> I have health issues. I'm eating my fucking lunch. No, it's it's kind of funny though. You you stole that like a Jawa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still kind of like George Lucas. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, all right. So she's excelling at this job. Blah blah blah. The, and the whole thing is she. This enormous fucking report. It's like sw- seven pounds. Well, it's a QED report, man. Uh-huh. You know, I, whatever that is. I don't know. It's- <laughs> You know, it's a thing businesses need for something. Sure. I, they, got, I, they got all sorts of facts and figures in there. Well, you know, she, you know Cloud City had a QED report. <laughs> there was a lot of manufacturing. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, Peter over there looks a little, in that wheelchair, looks a little bit like Lobot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on, I'm still on HR's hit list for that one. <laughs> For the fifth time, George, just because someone is in a wheelchair doesn't make them a cyborg. <laughs> well, that was just imagine it's basically like Star Wars didn't succeed. And he had to like go back into to reg- the regular society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your stupid Star Wars movie. <laughs> we remember it. Man, alternate timeline where Star Wars 77 bombs. Right. Weird. Right. And Lucas is at a clown dog. <laughs> Oh, hey, Mr. Egg, sorry I'm late again. Sure hope you don't dock my pay. <laughs> and then we, you'd find out that actually it wasn't written as a trilogy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote one movie and it fucking failed. <laughs> there was no, I never had any backstories. I'm going to commit suicide off the pier next Friday if things don't turn up. Oh, man. Uh, so yeah, she's taking advantage of Kimmy Richardson. And like, what she doesn't understand is like you don't immediately start getting paid from yeah. a job. So she starts, like, stealing from petty cash. That's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, like, well, like Joanna Cash is like, yeah, whatever, just write a receipt, I'll, I'll approve it, whatever. How much money is in petty cash? Probably, uh, I, at one time, probably, like, what, $200? No, she they states. Say, yeah, three grand, right? Three grand. Because, which again, if I'm doing my math right, that's like $480,000 now. <laughs> I, I think yeah. you're accurate. But it's weird because, he, I mean, here's your big mistake, Christina Applegate. You're bringing this petty cash envelope home with you. 
this black box with the petty cash in it. No, no. You, you take what you need for the day if you're doing it that way. And you know that your house is full of fucking goblins. Oh, yeah. All those. Racists and goblins. <laughs> Racists and goblins in Gotham. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, and that's what she does, and they fucking steal from her, and they buy, like, a diamond ring for the girlfriend, oh, this entertainment center that, by the way, by 2016 standards, looks pretty lame. <laughs> no, it looks like a fucking garbage dump. <laughs> it's just this enormous tube television, and, like... <laughs> no, that's what's really pathetic. It's not even that enormous of a tube television. It's, like... A substandard tube television. It's like 17 inches. <laughs> it's really, like, I want a, like, uh-huh. floor to weight, yeah. you know, floor to this kid's head, like, big projector TV. One of them big old, you gotta put them in a big wood case. Yeah, you call that a carpet denter, is what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, ruining carpets since 1976. But this These huge-ass TVs. This is also a lesson in... You're gonna okay. You're stealing from petty cash at the office. You're who in hasn't? that far. Yeah, who hasn't? Don't bring the whole fucking box of petty <laughs> yeah, cash to your house. Oh, it's rookie mistake. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and uh, she's also like getting John Getz is in this movie. Now, what is this dude's deal? He's a creep. Well, no, not not the character. The character is a creep. But John gets himself. Is he someone I should know? Uh, he's. If you've ever seen the the another classic film on Turner Classic Movies, Men at Work. Uh, is he the bad guy? Yeah, he's the, yes. he's the bad guy in that. Yeah, That's a yeah, classic yeah. too. Dude, mm-hmm. I saw someone posted something on Twitter the other day. It was like a double pack Blu-ray of Men at Work and something else terrible. Let me tell you what. Six ninety nine was too high of a price tag for my taste. That's just that sounds exactly right. That sounds exactly <laughs> the Saturday I want to have. Yeah, it might it might wet my appetite. Well, because I think the other movie was not as great, but Men at Work I've seen quite a lot. That's enough. Much like this movie is a heavy rotation on HBO movie. Well, that's oh, yeah. the thing. Like, when I was when I was eleven years old, John Getz was the biggest star in America, just because <laughs> it was this and Men at Work. Playing Gus in this movie. And the office like, creep. Right. He wants to have a sex lunch where he takes you out for lunch and then has sex with Dude, you. Dude, these slunches that he's oh, trying to plan yeah, here. Be- because Buffet he's- style. <laughs> he's in some kind of a relationship with Joanna Cassidy who plays her boss. And it's like, fine, but like... They're like established like boyfriend girlfriend they're going away for weekends well they're using the whole like well we never said we're exclusive muffy you know that oh, kind of man. fucking horse hockey and oh. you know he keeps coming up to her and going and she's like ew yeah it's a real like you want to share this used gum with me like he's really disgusting in this no age no one told her what human resources i guess there is no human resources because they're not checking your social security card listen that's kind of, it is it, it's <laughs> you take the good with the bad well dude listen joanna cassidy she's at the top floor of this organization you sure. might not have noticed I, but <laughs> this office is quite spectacular uh-huh. she's breaking all sorts of rules okay right yeah you know, you don't need social security cards. <laughs> wow, whoa. When you're working for Joanna Cassidy in this uniform fashion office or something. So they come back from vacation one week. And this is one of the... She has a couple of awkward lines in this movie Joanna Cassidy does. Uh-huh. She comes back from vacation. She's like, oh, it's so great. It's just me and Gus. Sue Ellen, uh, which is, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Christina Applegate's character. Sue Ellen, yes. did you ever have a, a 48-hour orgasm? 
I'm just like, hey, man, I got that QED report to do. I'm really fucking swamped here. Yeah, I don't need to do this. You don't know this, but I'm 17 years old, and that's <laughs> well, gross. Well, let me just tell you that every girl over the age of 25 needs a cucumber in her house. Dude, that's a, that, that was a I, – I never – I've seen this movie a million times. I never caught that one. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I was always just like, oh, yeah, to relax the eyes. You cut it up, you put it on your eye. Yeah. Dude, but no, yeah. it's for something else. Well, that's the I learned. genius. Thanks, it's... Google Image. <laughs> Wait. I'm joking. I was going to say. I'm joking. That is the genius of, uh, of a film like Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. This is like a majestic onion uh-huh. of sexual intrigue and innuendo. And every time you watch it, you just peel back these sexy layers. Would you layers. call it a blooming onion? <laughs> what did I call it? No, would you call it a Bloomin' Onion because of the Australian connection? As oh, well, wow, Bloomin' Onions. <laughs> just my like favorite a... part of Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> that, that, that's what... She, she's really just like living above an Outback Steakhouse doing meth with her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Australia. See you in two months. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. Dude, yeah, they're hitting the slopes, which is... Co- Cocaine binges and sure. meth and whatever else. Maybe we do a little bit of rock climbing too. Oh. Yeah, and yeah, then we're going to Australia, which is downstairs going to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> two blooming onions will be filled for two days. We'll lose all sorts of time. You gotta be high on coke on meth. <laughs> coke on meth. Coke and meth in yeah. order for that food to taste good. Oh man, Outback Steakhouse. No rules. Just fucking deadly food poisoning. I think I said deadly farts because that's. <laughs> Just like a that's, well, that's sure, the I mean, blooming part. Yeah, it, it, the farts come right before you start vomiting blood. Little turd blossoms. <laughs> hey, Poppy, <laughs> can we take Turd Blossom out to Outback Steakhouse for his birthday? Not gonna do it, Bar. Not gonna drive all the way out to the Outback Steakhouse. Got a TGI Fridays right here in town. <laughs> Got a bloomin' onion on the menu just as good, Bar. I've had both. And I, I just, I like the potato skins a little bit better, Bar. It's all I'm saying. I'm not in the mood for a steak, right? I'm not going to spend $60 on this kid's birthday party when he's pulling straight D's. Pulling straight D's. Oh, man. So back home, these kids are still just shitty. Um, yeah, Kenny's smoking. He's getting his pretty awesome corgi, which this dog doesn't have enough to do in this movie. You know, it, no. pretty good dog acting because he does do a little method acting uh, to be a stoned dog for a little oh, while. Man, and I hate the conceit that this is hilarious. They're getting the dog stoned. Christina Applegates, after a long day of stealing from the office and telling somebody <laughs> else to do her work, is in a bathtub like trying to just mellow out. They're listening to really awesome, like, 91-era shitty hair metal, which is my favorite shitty hair metal because I'm not a hair metal guy. Like, But that, like, Bill and Ted shit, like, where it's all, like, kind of <laughs> it's light like and the, poppy. The soft-ass version. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just, like, right before that shit turned over, choked, and died. That's the era the you, la- like, listen The to- last gasp of hair metal. So they're listening right. to some of that, and she's like, turn it down. She goes in. This is. I was looking at the IMDb message board, Tribune, uh, and there's, like... <laughs> This guy going off, he's like, guys, I watch this movie a bunch. How does a room full of guys let Christina Applegate walk in with a towel and nobody says nothing? And I'm like, well, it's her brother. (laughs) Yeah, well, one of them's her brother and everyone's like, no one's going to be like, well, yeah, except here's the thing. 
if it was in fact if there was no sibling connection there, sure. this is a movie that's making comments like that. Sure. We're getting all sorts of Auga's wolf calls, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's because that there is a brother in the room. No sure. dude is going to be like, hey, baby, when your buddy's sister yeah, see, is the girl who's standing it's there. It's the brother's code, right? Oh, now, yeah. when you're out, now, like you catch her in the hallway on her own, that's a different <laughs> ballgame. <laughs> Also, when all these deadbeat friends finally leave this house for the night, all they're talking about is that towel moment. Well, sure. I, well, yeah. I, these kids are like a day away from becoming lost boys was kind of what I was noticing. Dude, all they need to do is ride their bikes to the piers and they will become members of the living undead. <laughs> right. They Guaranteed. Need, they need their necks sucked. Yeah. Exactly. By, like, you know, Alex Winter and all the rest of them down there. Jason Patrick. Oh, right. Ah. Yeah, so I guess I do like at least one movie that he's in. <laughs> it just—it actually just subtracted that movie in my head a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it takes points off. Yeah. So, um, uh, but basically, like, Kenny's being really irresponsible. There is a very famous to me scene where it's like, <laughs> oh, let's do the dishes. They're doing a little skeet shooting and it's like, dishes, dishes are done, done, man. Yeah. Oh. Now, here's the thing. I'm sure it was fun as hell to skeet shoot some plates. But what are you going to eat Mama Celeste off? The kitchen counter? Doesn't it come with that gross little plate that you get yeah, to use? Oh, shit, that right. little gray plate, man. Put it on that little gray plate. Wash that little gray oh, plate. No. Oh, keep ew. that, keep that little gray plate. Oh, ew, Mama Celeste's little gray plate. Ew. Well, that's what you would do if you were shooting your dishes with shotguns. You'd be a hillbilly. You'd be washing your gray plates, washing your mayonnaise jars for glasses. You know, man, like this is not... Man, the scale place it's this supposed to be. Grape soda still tastes like Hellman's bra. <laughs> Dude, this house is disgusting. It's <laughs> every time they cut back to this house, I'm like, please get back to that office with rapey David Duchovny walking around. Oh, yeah, we can get into him a little bit. This is his first ever movie role, I man. Loved. We're still we're still two years away from my beloved Fox Mulder. It's oh, kind wow. of interesting because he he hadn't found his instrument yet. So like yeah. he's actually like not completely monotone, right? No, yeah, you're right. It, it's weird. He's he's doing a voice for this character, yep. which you would never do after this. I said this on Twitter. He's got this like professional soccer player, like half ponytail, <laughs> horseshit haircut. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a real scumbag, and he's uh, uh, dating Carolyn, who's the the receptionist that hates. Christina Applegate's character. Who is the older sister of Josh Charles, by that, the way. You know what, what, Andrew? That's a complication I don't need in this script. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> because as Christina Applegate and Josh Charles start talkity-talk dating, mm-hmm. uh, which they, they, do, the, they do have a walk-and-talk beach date, by the way. So, well, They're watching is... the Grunion run, man. Yeah, but <laughs> What see, is that, yeah, man? Hold on a second. What is that? That's when fish fuck and you hang around. So anyway... <laughs> All I needed to know <laughs> was what, the good. The good thing that, about that relationship is it's showing how her and Josh Charles are so perfect together. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the fact that she has that double life with that involves his sister is is the wedge between them and makes them kind of split up. Right. But they're so perfect together. But could you? <laughs> he, he also like it, it comes up with they, they have this argument where he's like, "Oh, my sister has these great box seats to the Dodger game." Why do you come with us? And he's like, oh, she's like, oh, no, I can't. 
And, like, it comes to light that he's been talking shit about his sister's co-worker. Like, it's trickling down yeah. into their relationship. Like, dude, like that I don't want to hear about your sister's fucking co-worker, man. Yeah. Like, Seriously, find... Like, listen, I'm sure she might be just a little more curious what Mr. Egg is up to. <laughs> yeah. She definitely does not care about your older sister's <laughs> shitty co-worker, man. Yeah, that is... That is... That is... <laughs> Wow! Uh, and right. also, also the date they, they, they go on when you were you mentioned the fish fucking. The, oh, what is sure. This, this this creepy. Let's walk under the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's that... a quick way to get killed by the Lost Boys. Exactly. <laughs> under a <laughs> exactly. California pier, look out, man! Right, or any number of desperate men. <laughs> oh, Mr. Egg is that is down there? <laughs> Dude, that's where Mr. Egg lives. Oh, hey, kids! He's like <laughs> he's like eating a foot. Like a dead body. <laughs> Doing his laundry in the sand. <laughs> the sand gets all the chili stains out. He has to out. quickly pull his pants up for some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like the, just like how the, the sand feels on my cheeks. <laughs> what, are you boy, what are you kids doing down here? Mr. Egg wasn't expecting company tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're here, do you got any chili? <laughs> It's just like, oh, oh man, Sue Ellen, do I have the latest hot gossip from my sister's office? Oh, you don't want to fool around? No, no, no. <laughs> I want to hear about your sister's office. <laughs> what else is going on there? They have like a big fight and it's like kind of a uh, little bit of a like breakup situation. It's amazing because Josh Charles has uh, uh, my favorite line in this movie, which is... <laughs> I'm out of here. And just kind of <laughs> walks away. Which, that was a good Josh Charles impression. That's it. That's all I could do is just, <laughs> I'm out of here. So, I mean, whatever. Let's flash forward a little bit. Sue Ellen realizes that, like, the company's kind of on hard times. They lose this account from this, like, school district. Because the, the school district, uh, it, uh, the kids are very much against the new uniforms, blah, blah, blah. Right. They, like, burn them in effigy, it's told, which is fun. That's kind of a scene I want to see. Agreed. Like, Sue Ellen, mm-hmm. you know, has to go with Joanna Cassidy, like, to this presentation. The kids run amok, you know. It's like, it's maybe a scene out of, like, Kindergarten Cop, you, you know? know. They realize how... F- <clears throat> They realize how flammable their uniforms are. <laughs> well, that exactly. went up quick. <laughs> the finger thing ne- means the money because not only do we not we don't get that Dodger game either. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. this Dodger game's good. Yeah. Dude, oh, there's, no. there's essentially two and a half locations in this movie. Mm-hmm. The farmhouse where they live, the office where she works, and then sort of that chili dog stand. <laughs> yeah, the chili dog stand for a few minutes. We don't even get to see Australia. Not even like the... Ba- like It's it's the mom. She's on a payphone. You know, what's going on? Dude, so much so... There are several instances where this mother calls to check in. We don't even get like a voice on the other no. end. It's just like, what's that, mom? Yeah, things are totally fine. Gotta go. Hang up. That's what that's what you call the uh, 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 Susan uh, Suzanne Summers uh, um, Three's Company call. Like, oh, Chrissy's having a great time in her new apartment. Click, dude. She Chrissy just never came back. She never did. That's all right though. That show, that show soldiered on. <laughs> um. So yeah, she's on. They're on hard times. She's also realized that. Oh my god, the kids have stolen all my money. I'm really. In a pinch. Yeah, spent three grand, man. Right. 
and oh, she also has to go and uh, and go to the well, the the doctor's office for Walter. Who breaks his whatever. When he breaks he fell his leg, fell off, fell off the house. And this is sort of like all this shit's adding up to be like, hey, Kenny, get your shit together. Yeah, please stop smoking weed and watching Julia Child. At the very least, be drug dealing. Could you do me a favor and become yes. a drug dealer, buddy? Seriously, yeah. You know what? You got like your five loser friends that keep coming over to like. Ogle your older sister. Actually, at the know. start at the start of this movie, he's bringing up a marijuana plant to his room. And oh it yeah, fall, it falls off the window or whatever. That he's that's like to it's a on. perfect business opportunity. It is a perfect. Yeah, you should if your parents run away. <laughs> it's just something to consider. Consider it. I mean, you're just like living in that pretty California sun, man. You can get that little plant going, make other little plants out of it. Exactly. I mean, that is a business plan, man. If you. <laughs> if you're able to shoot a shotgun and destroy all your plates, the cops are not coming by your house. That's just good make point. yourself a little grow area in the backyard. You know, great point. Now, if you if you want to make your own grow area, <laughs> test the waters by shooting a shotgun a few times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. if anyone comes snooping around, <laughs> yeah. But might... if they don't. You are free and clear to start a little grow operation. <laughs> yeah, just a little grow area. Instead, he just starts cooking Belgian waffles, and it's the only food he cooks. <sighs> and I, I hate this, right? This is this is this loser's, like, turnaround. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, I'm going to start perfecting, like, how to make waffles. And then what the movie turns into, which is very odd, and they're trying to play it for jokes, but it's weird, is, like, Kenny and Sue Ellen become, like, the married couple with the traditional, quote, gender roles reversed. Yeah. So, like, she's bringing home the bacon. He's home cooking. They're having fights about, like, you don't spend enough time asking how my day was at home with these kids. And I'm like, at no point would these two people, like, ever forget that they're brother and sister. Like, this, this, it's, 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 I know it's being played for jokes. I'm not stupid. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work. It's weird. It's also, they are are sleeping together. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's, yeah, that's a given. (laughs) That's a given. <laughs> that happened. Deleted no. scene. <laughs> it is the oldest joke in the book, though. It's yes, the, yeah. I made a pot roast. You didn't call. But, and but, like, it's always funny when two guys are doing it on television, right, guys? I'll tell you what. There's an episode of Seinfeld where that happens, and I think it's. it's, good. it's good. I, I, I actually, I always that always bugged me. I was like, it's a little really? late in the day, really? Seinfeld, for the you really? know, I, I burned a roast gag. Well, the thing is, like in this movie, I'll argue that it kind of works. It, it not. Maybe not yeah. well, yeah, but yeah. this is like the this is the time to do it. Yeah, You're right. the water <laughs> is receding. Yes, but this is the those time fish to do are it. fucking or whatever's going the on. Running or running, bro. The, the funny, That's uh, I, disgusting. I also like the casual swearing in this film, and it, oh, sure. it comes up in this scene it's because beautiful. like it is. This is why the scene the scene kind of works for me because they're doing the you know blah blah. We don't go out together anymore, and she's like, oh, you know, we'll do something tomorrow, and he goes. Eat shit and walks away, <laughs> dude. It's a real good eat shit. It's Listen, great eat shit. Eat shit is like uh, underrated. It's an underrated insult to throw at somebody <laughs> yeah. because the comeback to eat shit right. is very difficult. It is, you know, because it's like a no. Why don't you? You know that doesn't yeah, work. Like, yeah, fine, I will. You're what? You're gonna <laughs> eat shit? Go ahead and eat shit. I got you. So underrated. Folks at home, please feel free to toss that around in your personal lives. I think eat shit needs a hardcore comeback, man. When I was growing up, my mom would tell people to eat shit all the time. <laughs> oh, she did. Oh, she did. What? Oh, she did. Who? 
just people. Like grocers like, and pharmacists? No. <laughs> no, just like people she had problems with. Or like this person today, you know, at the bank was giving me yeah. problems. And I wanted to tell him to eat shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, she wasn't like physically going okay. around yelling, eat shit at people. <laughs> eat shit. <laughs> Did you hear they finally put away the eat shit lady? <laughs> Well, I'm also imagining the eat shit in your personal lives. Like, all right, well, uh, uh, anyone else have to, right before, we got a couple of rump minutes in the meeting. Anybody have any new business? Eat shit! <laughs> oh, well, okay. I guess that I'll be putting that in the ledger. Thank you. <laughs> I, I have uh, another moment. Uh, eat shit. <laughs> oh, you know, guys, this, uh, the gray plate from the Mama Celeste kind of looks like a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> kind of does. Uh, guys, it's not. I just want to say one more time: it's not a pod race to get your reports done. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, see here. It turns out that I've been in a shock corridor, so trapped in the booby hatch with the eat shit lady and George Lucas. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, each it it just and it just hits you. Yeah, it's that's what you want. A, that's an insult that sticks. To the wall and it's not going anywhere. You're right. It's a Klingon. <laughs> Hashtag we want war. <laughs> um, so like the last act of this movie is like, oh, we lost this big account. We're actually gonna close the office. Holy shit. And Christina Applegate's like, hey, I've got awful fashion sense. Why don't because at one point she she's dressed like a fucking husked out Christmas tree. <laughs> We don't talk about fashion enough on this show. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, she looks weird. Uh, so she's like, oh, I have awful fashion sense. I can throw a fashion show at my house, and that'll save the company, and it'll be hip. And like Joanna, Joanna Cassidy's like, oh, those are, those are great ideas. Let's do it. So Kenny and the gang are cleaning the house and all this stuff. And they apparently have this amazing fucking pool. Where was this pool the whole movie? Because exactly. you know what will add to fun in the sun in the summertime? Yeah. A functioning swimming pool. <laughs> or like you're skateboarding inside of it, maybe? That could have happened. Yeah, big time. Where's this idiot Kenny skateboarding in this pool? Or that little fat kid can like break his arm in there? That's what it should have been. He falls off that roof into the empty pool. And the whole thing's like, man, if that pool was filled, Kenny wouldn't have broke his leg. Or maybe the other kid's dry humping in there. That's possible. Right. Or, or, sure. or it's, you know, it's full of water. And it's like, no, no, I've been shot. I'm floating up down in this pool. <laughs> Who got me? This is how I die. Let's go back a few weeks. I wish it was Norma Desmond's house. (laughs) That old broad kept a clean pool. (laughs) Flows face down in algae here. I'm dying. I'm bleeding out in this pool. What's that, a bug in my mouth? (laughs) I'm surrounded by Mama Celeste gray plates. Also, we should mention that the only reason they have to have this fucking dumb fashion show at the house Uh is because Joanna Cassidy's like, Oh, rent the usual banquet hall we do for these things. Just take it out of petty cash. And she's like, oh, <laughs> how about my house? What? Oh, no. I, I'm, tell, I am, I'm your boss. And I know that yeah. these businessmen aren't going to go to your fucking split level in the fucking boondocks. <laughs> <clears throat> well, your white trash palace. Thank you, but no thanks. <laughs> oh, the place you told me about with all the old newspapers. <laughs> but here's where her embezzling becomes ingenious. Oh, okay. Because... Um, Bruce and uh, Clown Dog's sister 
once they want to try to catch her oh, right. fucking up on this job so many times, you know, and they've always been told to eat shit themselves. <laughs> but they they go into the petty cash thing thinking, you know, because they overhear that she's been spending petty cash. And they find all the receipts for stuff that's actually for the party, which oh, is like right. $600 for an ice sculpture, which is just Kenny's friend taking an axe to a piece of ice. Which is so, so stupid. she's covering it up how? in this party. Oh, right. She, it's fake receipts exactly. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. There, some of them are, and you, when you look at them, written actually in crayon, where you're like, <laughs> exactly. well. It's like, it's like a napkin. <laughs> The old napkin receipt. I've been there. <laughs> they think they get her because they find her ID that she left. She leaves in her wallet at the house. Her driver's <laughs> license. What are you leaving your driver's license at work for? You're driving. <laughs> it drove me up a wall. <laughs> I can tell. Also, we didn't mention uh, the babysitter's car is stolen by three drag queens at one point. Yeah, while they filed are, under W for whatever. While they are dining at a Charles Entertainment cheese <laughs> establishment, by the way. And what is with this? Just this, these, the, the, like the, it's like a random gay villainy strike. You know, it's just bizarre. It's, it's weird. It's, 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 we've got Marilyn Monroe, Liza, and somebody else. And the, it's your classic are for random because it's funny because these people don't exist in the world. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like just so right. weird. It's just like, let's dress up three men for a big, fat gay joke in the <laughs> middle of this movie, which... Now, this is where it was... It's enough already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, can make, we can make jokes about, you know, who's doing the housework and what, and who's bringing home the money. But these, like, drag queen jokes, well, come it's on. Also, and it's also just the dumb world of celebrity impersonators. Yeah. That's something I've got no time for. Well, the weird thing about this scene and many scenes is the ADR is out of control in this movie. Did anyone oh, else catch sure. that? Because it's yeah. like there's an R-rated cut, but they're probably saying shit a lot more or mm, yeah. you know the you know whatever else words are showing up i, I was think, wondering what was going on because this scene that's like those as like drag queens are, are stealing our car and i'm like hold on yeah it, when when kenny Am I saying, watching a basketball game <laughs> <laughs> when drag queen is said by kenny it looks like his mouth is starting with <laughs> yeah exactly you know what i mean it's like if somebody just miss a free throw and i'm watching it on abc and i can't hear what they're saying but i know what they're saying dude that is the best professional sports swear slip-ups that oh, yeah. get through the censors that's a fun time caught Ooh. caught most frequently when the nfl does the dumbass like well, let's listen in on the huddle because we got a microphone hooked up to the quarterback's helmet. And they're just like, you fucking fuck face, piece of shit. Well, that was really interesting, Eli Manning. Thanks a lot. Now back up to the booth with Kenny Moose and Goose. Enjoy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Man, the NFL loves Thanksgiving. They Man. do. They really love they Thanksgiving. love it. I know it's been an hour since we talked about uh, uh, diarrhea, but Tony Siragusa, right? <laughs> Guy's a fucking turd sandwich. <laughs> he sucks, man. Uh, all right, so what was he, what's the other gay joke? I missed that one. Oh, well, it's coming up. Well, now, okay, so basically what starts to happen in this thing is they start, they do the party. 
Yes. Uh-huh. It's coming up. We got to build to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got this. The so, fashion show is happening. It's happening. She gets all her friends who are back from Europe now to be models down the runway. Got all the other dirtbag kids' friends to be like waiters and house cleaners and whatnot. Exactly. And the house Kenny is clean. cleans himself up. He gets... He gets rid of his, you know, his Nikki Six mullet. Gets himself a John Ritter mullet. That's what you want. Everyone loves him now. He's going by Kenneth. The, his sister's friend Nicole uh, wants a date. Nicole starts looking Kenneth's way, and you know the thing is, Kenneth, you can still be smoking all that weed, man. Yeah, it's sure. still cool. He knows that. Right? You're just not a fucking outward. Asshole anymore. You think the, the stars and bars are staying up, or does that come down when he grows up a little bit? Well, you know, Kenny will eventually learn lessons from the past, I but see. probably not right away. <laughs> the pornography comes down, the stars and bars hangs for a couple more years. <laughs> well, pornography before stars and bars, huh? 91, definitely. Just the whole idea, by the way, of like pornographic posters in your house. But you've got like a little sister, an older sister, a mother, and a Younger Just, brother. you know, people in a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I was getting at, was that there were other human beings in this house. Yeah, I'm, I'm offended by this, too. I believe that anything sexual should be shamed to a degree. <laughs> sure. Like, keep it in a book. <laughs> okay, so Josh Charles yes. comes around playing the... His stupid clown music. Oh, and right. He, like, ruins the party. With just, this guy, man, what an asshole. Because he, 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 just, he goes, I'm out of here, and leaves the movie, essentially, for about an hour. Right. There's a my great favorite mont- hour of the movie. There's a great montage, by the way, not to derail us, where it's like the things are going bad montage, in where Christina Applegate drives up to the hot dog palace, oh. and she's, like, longingly <laughs> looking at him mop up grease and puke. I was more impressed with the getting things done montage, which I really appreciated. Yeah, that's when we're cleaning the house. Oh, and classic. Also, the great dating montage we didn't mention where they're bouncing balls. They're oh, bouncing yeah. on balls. Oh, rather. right. At a Kmart? Yeah. Dude, you know, you know what? You know what screams great date? Going to Kmart. Sure. When you're 17, yeah. <laughs> great great underdog performance in that scene of that, that came out in play. Hey, you can't do that in here. <laughs> yeah, that guy was bound for the big time. I love that guy. So he drives by. He's like on the megaphone. Yeah. Kind of blowing the party because a little That's bit. what I'm saying. He's a maniac because he hasn't talked to this I girl. love you. It's months. <laughs> There's all these people at her house. And she's yeah, like, like, what the fuck? It's totally obvious from the front lawn yes. that something is going on. There's spotlights. You know what I mean? There's a valet there. There's like, fashion mm-hmm. show music playing. <laughs> you just have to drive by and be like, oh, let me park my car and go talk to her. Yeah. So when he finally finds out all the shit that's going on. Right. Her, her double life and everything like that. Yes. He says... Well, what else are you hiding? Are you really a guy? Yeah. Are you oh, a guy? Yeah, that's just whatever. Yeah, it's just a thud. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, Carolyn, his older sister, uh, goes up to Joanna Cassidy. He's like, hey, here's the ID of this high school kid you hired, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But, like, oh, and she's like, oh, I should have checked her ID at all. <laughs> I, I realized I didn't ask for any identification. Um, 
But so she, you know, she, she kind of tells Carolyn off. She's like, "You're a vindictive little shit. You know yeah. that? Eat shit." Yeah. <laughs> tells her to grow up. Yeah, yeah. Which like, is a, that, love that, it. That's the adult version of eat shit. Grow yeah. up is a really good one. It is a good one. But you got to be careful with grow up because it can sound whiny, and you're like, that's, "Oh, grow up." That's true. You no, sound you, like Louis Anderson. No, you, <laughs> you got to do the like. Stop it. Hey, hey. Why don't you grow up? Right. See, that's why don't you? You yeah. have to preface uh-huh. with that. If it's, oh, grow up, guys, grow up, <laughs> that you sound like a fucking baby. Right. If <laughs> you're that's veering that why way. Why don't you grow up? If, you're, if, you're, you, 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 if you start to grow up and it's sounding like a whine, immediately abandon it and say eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's, um, I just created a new version of hell for myself. Sure. Uh, you're in an office in like 1994. Sounds hellish so far. Uh, you know, you're, you're stuck between... You're in a cube yourself. You've got two cubes next to you. Uh-huh. One is a failed comedian, Louis Anderson, who never made it. Oh, no. And on the other side is failed George Lucas. Oh, yeah. no. And they're just calling out Star Wars jokes back and forth to each other, Wait, like, so, so talking the, over your cube. So the, so the first movie came out. <laughs> and Louis Anderson was a big fan. Yeah, and then just and, and he and, and they're both work okay. So yeah. it's like a cult classic, is that the idea? Yeah, but he or never maybe, made any money off of it. Um I think I could live with this. Yeah. <laughs> I think this might actually I think that I think that might be in my wheelhouse. I hey think that George, might... I think I'm gonna try to run and reheat this burrito in the community kitchen <laughs> in under twelve parsecs. <laughs> you know, I Louis, think... you are funny. You should still do stand-up. <laughs> you should keep it going, man. You <laughs> got it. What you do if you're in this scenario, Steve, is you record all their conversations, uh... and it becomes like Shut Up, Little Man, that documentary <laughs> yes! about that tape that circulated forever, those oh, two sure. people arguing in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. And th- you'd make a fortune off of it. No, I'd make a fortune off my own suicide. <laughs> <laughs> They think I'm dead. I got my own insurance money. <laughs> so, so the mom comes home, blows up the spot. And here's the thing, mom. <laughs> so stupid. If you come home to this, and it's not like an obvious raging party, okay? It's like a sophisticated thing. There are press there. There's press. It's clearly, first of all, it's clearly a fashion show. <laughs> uh, there's a spotlight. There's this, that, and the other thing. There's like catered hors d'oeuvres being put around. The house is cleaner than you ever saw it. Your the pool doesn't have value, fucking diarrhea yeah. in it. It's got fucking clean blue water. You yeah. know what? The kids are all right. Like, listen, listen. You just gotta let this play out. Hang and back. When, exactly. <laughs> Hang back. Hang back. And when the dust settles, when everyone is gone, you go up and you just right. go, so... What the fuck was that? Yeah, exactly. That's what you do. You don't humiliate. Your daughter is at a podium giving a presentation. (laughs) You essentially heckled this woman. What does she yell? She yells like, you're in big trouble. Yep, yep, like a fucking jerk. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for nothing, mom, yet again. It's outrageous. And it's like, I get it. I get it, mom. You're upset. Yeah, just just we'll figure it out. We'll just fucking just we'll take we'll all be adults here and mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. Hey, mom, why don't you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you go back? Or no, you know what the good line is? Why don't you go back to Australia? But the costumes, and I do call them costumes because they're supposed to be uniforms. 
but they're like it's like it's it, they're all like in living go- color fly girls. I don't understand. They, she could equip the fly yeah. girls for an additional seven seasons of in living color because it's supposed to be school uniforms, but everyone's dressed like hip hop bellhops and hip hop nurses. Well, it's, it's here's the thing: it's not just school uniforms. School oh, uniforms is a big part of it, but it's also like chefs' coats. And waiter, this and that, you know, nurses, yeah. me- medical uniforms. It's, it's like that. Everyone kind of looks like Beetlejuice a little bit, just sort well, of. Well, and here's what it is, Steve. It's like any other stupid fashion show. It's a bunch of crazy shit that no one would wear in public anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, it would, it, it's all irrelevant the second it ends. It's like, oh, wait, it's 1992. Well, that's it. Clinton's in office. This shit's out. <laughs> Throw out all those neon costumes, goddammit. Billy Boy's in the house now. You look like shit, fly girls. <laughs> Teach you how to dance. Billy style. Slick Willie on the dance floor, now, y'all. You sure you don't want to use any of these big bellhop outfits there, Bill? <laughs> nope, throwing them all out, Grandpa. I would have loved... To see uh, George H. W.'s White House with a bunch, all the all the people working there are wearing <laughs> yes. these like neon bellhop outfits. <laughs> Sounds well, about right. I don't know, Bill. They all look pretty sharp to me. <laughs> the morale around this White House is great, and I got kicked out after one term. Look how happy they are. Uh, so it's this whole th- like this is basically the end of the movie. It yeah. totally this so, like and here's another thing that I I do love about this movie. It just wraps up. I it mean, really wraps up. I do need uh, uh, Carolyn, who's the uh, uh, Josh Charles's sister, needs a pie in the face and something, and we need some Duchovny ball trauma. Here, Steve, I'll I'll tell you what I think. I appreciate <laughs> the pie in the sky yeah. dreams that you may have for these characters, but. Could I offer you uh-huh. a simultaneous, good old-fashioned, grade-A, USA fall in the pool? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll be in the middle there. That's, that's the cheaper option. It's something about they're trying to run over this very <laughs> dangerous fashion show runway bridge uh-huh. that they have put over the pool. They're on that thing, and it's like, whoa, 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 and the, the two of them fall in the pool. Well, they do get a version of their comeuppets. It's not as good as either of those. Food but... poisoning from the hot dog king? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, it's, um, you know, they get their car back from the valet, which is the other dirtbag friends of uh, oh, right. Kenny, yeah. Kenny, yeah, and their car is covered in shaving cream and toilet paper and whatnot, so yeah. that's their, that's the pie in the face. That shit will take pain off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I he, one of the kids calls him Met- Duchovny Metallica breath. Is that a compliment? I don't know. Well, like, I thought, I mean, these dudes are like rocking out constantly in this movie. And I was right. like, why are you using presumably one of your fav- favorite bands like as an insult? Also, what the hell is Metallica breath? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we'll get like. You a smell male... like James Hetfield? We'll get oh, a that's ma- a bad situation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a mailbag entry, I'm sure. Someone will fill us in on what the uh, uh, Metallica breath is. At WHM Podcast, how did you not know that Metallica <laughs> breath means block on Twitter? Obviously, you guys are a little younger and didn't go to Judas Priest concerts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so, like, you know, she wraps things uh, Christina Applegate, that is, wraps things up, uh, you know, with Joanna Cassidy. Joanna Cassidy is offering her a job, and she's like... Nah, I think I'm going to go to college. And I'm like, 
she's offering you like this killer job, man. And she's telling you how like you saved the company. We're we're making all this money. All these people want these stupid, crazy uniforms. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, okay, so wait a second. This business was about to fold. Yeah. Yeah. You brought it back from that brink into this big profit for Rose. We also have to mention, I'll be right on top of it, Rose. Yeah. We have to mention that. Sure. It's a great catchphrase. So she saves the company, and she gets maybe three paychecks out of it. <laughs> yeah. That, I was wondering that same thing this time around. I was like, you get residuals for these fly girl uniforms? But the thing is, they've got her over a barrel for the steel and the petty cash, so it's kind of oh. its all. Well, well, no one knows that, though. That's she, prop- she faked it right, right? Didn't Like that all those receipts supposedly check Like out. fucking with a life insurance policy, man. <laughs> she did this thing by the numbers. Yeah. I think, I think that path's coming. Covered up nicely. It's good, yeah. <laughs> hey, George, you know what makes doing invoices go faster? If we sing... Hey, you're right. Imagine if we had a few droids working on these numbers. Think about how fast it'd go then, Louie. Hey, Louie, look at my droid I have. Holds up a Texas Instruments calculator. <laughs> I call him TR <laughs> for Texas Instruments. Oh, George, you're a genius. Wait, I'm, I'm in TI, <laughs> Texas Instruments. Let's call him TRTI. Let's just go with it. <laughs> so, a uh, clown dog for lunch? <laughs> You got it, bud. So, all right. So eventually, the mother <laughs> says, "Where's the babysitter?" Cut to credit. Nineties <laughs> rock and roll. We get our little stinger. Oh yeah, dude. There's a little bit of a Thanos stinger in this movie. Stinger. Just let that dude sizzle like a steak at Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. So. There's a tombstone that says a t- oh, a tombstone pizzeria. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's <laughs> a night in the tombstone grave that says a nice old lady died of natural causes. That these morgue workers apparently just buried her without knowing anything about her or doing an autopsy or finding out who she is you whatsoever. Know, listen, the- let me tell you what. Worse things could have happened. I don't know. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Sturek was a real pain in the neck, right? Christina Applegate? Does that <laughs> entitle her to an unmarked grave? <laughs> like, it's marked? <laughs> sort of. No, it's <laughs> no, not. not. It might as well be just an empty... It might as well be a shallow ditch. But by the way, <laughs> this is the movie I always want. This is the movie I want. She's coming back to life. No, and the hand comes morgue up. workers gone rogue. Oh yeah, they find a bunch of money in a, in a in a trunk full of corpses or a corpse, <laughs> a trunk full of corpses, <laughs> and, they, and they just cover it up, dude. And it's just them covering up deaths. Isn't that that a uh, night shift movie or no? Oh, probably. Oh, with uh, the Ron Howard movie, which are, yeah, the one with uh, what's his face, <coughs> Michael Keaton and uh, 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 Henry. Uh, Henry Winkler. No, yeah. that's not that. I mean, we're like sort of doing morgue stuff, yeah, yeah but yeah. no. 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 But it's not like the horror show that Eric's envisioning, <laughs> which I think is a pretty great movie. Also, for some reason, the stars and bars comes out tonight. <laughs> ah, well, and that's it. That's the end of the movie. Uh, can I 
can I take a guess here and say that this is an around the horn recommend? Oh, absolutely, yeah, hard recommend. It's a fu- it's a fun movie. It holds up. Like I, there's, it's just there. You know, it moves pretty quickly. It's it's an hour and forty five minutes. It could and should be maybe ninety minutes. I could use a lot less of like her at the office. Her like. Talking to that fat guy in the basement who Franklin? buys. Yes, Franklin. <laughs> you know what's great? Solid uh, Franklin name recognition. She like you see the scene of her meeting him, and then like Rose is like, "We're gonna have to fire everyone. Go tell Franklin he's done." <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like him crying in her lap, and I'm like, "What is her relationship with Franklin?" She doesn't have one, and that's why it could just be a scene left out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it's 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 a hardcore recommend. I was actually surprised. I probably rewatched this movie maybe like two three years ago, and didn't really like give it much thought. Uh-huh. It was kind of just like a real tall glass of water hanging out situation. Yeah. But this movie does hold up. It's yeah. a watchable movie. It is, yeah. and it's a testament a lot to just Christina Applegate being awesome. I'm a Christina Applegate. No, and, fan. and yeah, we, we haven't talked about her enough. She. She really holds this movie down. She's got great co- comic timing. I think she's Kenny, pretty, she's uh, pretty much Kenny, every Kenny's, scene. Kenny's good. That dude Ken, is good. Ken, Keith Coogan holds up. Duchovny holds up, man, with that fucking shitty ponytail. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Most of this movie does just totally hold up. And I think it's because it's not like a bullshit house arrest kid power movie. Yes. We've got There's a little bit of an it. edge to it. By yeah. the way, we're smoking cigarettes this entire time. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, she's smoking in the office. I think she's even smoking in the hospital when she goes to get the kid. <laughs> yeah, of course you're smoking in this movie. It's a noir. <laughs> <laughs> That's Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, directed by Stephen Herrick. If you want more We Hate Movies, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at... WHM Podcast. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. We would Ooh, greatly appreciate that it. That is important. Want to highlight that? You guys got to rate and review the show wherever you get it. Now, you, all you folks who don't use, like, iOS devices, I was informed the other day that we're now in the Google Play Store. Google's doing podcasts and whatnot, so oh, if you cool. got some sort of, like, I don't know, I guess Samsung device or something, you can go get the show there. Let's start spreading reviews over to the Google Play Store. Get that going. Yeah. The more you tell other people about the show, the easier it is for strangers to find a friend. Hey, Andrew, I'll just just use the force, and uh, I don't need any devices to do that, right, guys? (laughs) Speaking of this guy, (laughs) we also have a subreddit. Oh, oh right. that's right. Because that's the type of voice you use on Reddit now. <laughs> it's slash r slash we hate movies. All that's one right. word, yeah. Not moderated by us, but moderated for, by some, some good some, folks. Some, who... some champions. Yes. Champions. And I, I check it out from time to time. There you go. And next week on the show, the summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on as we are doing an in-studio episode on the classic video game adaptation, M. Bison. That's right. Raul Julia via Condios. <laughs> yeah. One of the most awkward sequel setups of all time. You got you got Van Damme in there. Oh, sure. Oh, Who's yeah. playing Blanca in that movie? Anybody have known? No. Yeah, that's Jeff. <laughs> and Jeff is Blanca. <laughs> I don't know. So until next week with Street Fighter, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. I'm going to fly my Millennium Falcons. <laughs> Catch. <laughs> Thank you.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.